it's Ladies in the Lead, and I'm your host, Joan Garner, and this week is Season 1, Episode 8, and we're going to meet Miss Kylie Langley, and she is a high school senior from Wilton, Iowa, so we would call her a Southside Cedar County girl, and has really taken it to a new level the last three years in her sheep project. She had shown cattle earlier in her 4-H years, but then when she was in high school, joined her FFA chapter, and they have an FFA farm, and you'll have to hear how that changed her direction and how she wanted to go forward. She says it's luck that she met Matt, her mentor, but if you've ever been a mentor, you know that it's not luck. We people who mentor look for people like Kylie all the time and to find somebody as intense and as quick learning and as dedicated as she is, I'd say it was a pretty mutual love for each other. I love how she is energetic and excited and takes it by the horns. She wants to do it. She's going to do it. You guys, she is excited to try to go to the Arizona Nationals. So if you know of anybody going, she promises she will uh, be an excellent uh, truck mate. She is someone I want you to put right down because in four more years, she's going to be doing big things. She's got big plans. She's got big goals. And she is all set to share it with you on this week's episode of Ladies in the Lead. Let's meet Miss Kylie Langley. Welcome, everybody, to Ladies in the Lead. This is, um, I think, episode eight. Can you believe that already? Eight weeks already. And I am with Miss Kylie Langley today from, are you Wilton or Durant? I'm Wilton. You call yourself Wilton for sure. I would call my, I'd, I'd identify as Wilton. Wilton. Yep. All right. So we were just literally right about a mile north of the interstate. You're uh, south of, South Cedar County girl, right? Yeah, right. But you there. actually show in two different counties. So you show 4-H in Cedar, and you show FFA in Muscatine? That's what I did last year. Or do you show Scott County? You show Muscatine. I show Muscatine. If I want to, I can show FFA in Cedar, but, so this year I decided to go FFA in Cedar, but last year I showed 4-H in Cedar, and then I showed FFA up in, over in Muscatine County. Because Wilton is, yeah, your chapter goes to Muscatine? Technically, yeah, that's where the majority of people go. Yeah. Because we were able to make it so that I could show in Cedar County with FFA because our school sits right on the county line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Can- so you have lambs mm-hmm. for both? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's good. I didn't know if you could do that. You could show a species in both 4-H and FFA, but... No. You can't. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do it? You got no, busted or we what? Got, we, got, we got a little phone call that said... Well, well, I not think a phone call. We were told that we can't do it again, but we didn't know at the time because we called both of the like the extension on yes. both sides, and they said it was okay. Oh, and gosh. so we decided that it was fine, and we'd just go ahead with it. And our advisor told us that it was okay, so we didn't see an issue. And then later, like, we found out. Yeah, this yeah. year we were told that we couldn't do it, and if somebody really wanted to get us in trouble, they'd take us back to the something, and then we wouldn't do the show next year in one of the counties. Mm-hmm. But it's all kind of fizzled out now, and it's okay. Yeah. We learned our lesson. You know, and that's a lot of, I mean, that's a lot of showing is sometimes you do, and then you ask for forgiveness yeah. a little. I mean, you know, like that. 
I think when we, you know, we had tried one time to show, um, I was like, you had to have pigs and, or sheep. Like, you had to have sheep and FFA and pigs and 4-H or something like that. So you probably could have just claimed innocence and said, hey, I had ewes for FFA and market lambs for 4-H. But, hey, that's like two years in the past, and now you're all prim and proper and yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. I know, right? Now we know. Yeah. So tell me this. How is it different showing in Cedar County versus in Muscatine County? I feel like Cedar County is kind of like a home county to me. Yeah. Like everybody that goes there, I know and I can go up and talk to pretty much anybody. Yeah. But at Muscatine County, I've never really been to that county before. So when I was there, it's also a 30-minute drive away from my house. So it's kind of a haul to get there. A little bit further away. Yeah. Because... The Cedar County Fairgrounds is like 10 minutes, so I can go there, come home, go there, come home. And mm-hmm. I, I'd end up making like three or four trips in a day, and it was fine because it wasn't that far. But when I go to the Muscatine County Fair, if I go there, I have to go all day and pretty much stay there. Yeah. And so I don't really know a ton of people from Muscatine County because I don't really... Because you just started doing that yeah, for FFA, Yeah, right? I just started oh. showing there in FFA. And so it was kind of like... It was different to go there and not have a whole community of people. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's part of the fun of, I think, showing is having that community, whether they're your competitor or whether they're your supporter. But most people are, you know, cheering you on competitively too. You know, it makes it fun to do both ways. So I've always wondered what it'd been like to show in a different county. Plus just the different dynamics of the ring and how you put them in pens and, you know, how you are there and how long you're there and all sorts of things. So... Yeah. You did so you showed there this year too? No, I didn't well, I helped a girl show there this year. Okay. But I feel like if I would have showed there this year, then the dynamic would have been different from the year before because I know a lot more people this year. Yeah. So now next year, will you go back? I don't know. You know I, well you have to have a different species, so you have to figure out what you're gonna do, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I find a different species to show, which I don't know if I wanna have another species at the moment, then I'd go show it at Muscatine County and then I'd just keep the lambs in cedar because i just really like cedar showing cedar. there and yeah. i like the people there the well thank you from there too yeah. yeah yeah i know cedar's just pretty great it is a pretty great county it's i know personally my favorite county fair i feel like it pro- probably would be everybody else's if they went there <laughs> then, then it would, we'd have everybody there and the whole county fair would just be solid pack it'd be oh, really yeah. fun. Oh, no. i know well you know the the podcast name is called ladies in the lead she stock shows and i i always ask all my guests if I said to you, she's stock shows or Kylie stock shows, what, what would that mean to you? Like, what does that mean to you when you hear those words? I feel like it means that I'm one of the people who go around, who goes around with like animals and goes out, puts in my time and effort and really takes out a big old chunk of my day to put these animals first and really care for the animals and do what needs to get done in order to be competitive and try to be successful and see what I can do. Like, mm-hmm. The most that I get the most out of my animals that I can. And I feel like it really means that I'm willing to put in work for things. And mm-hmm. that stuff just doesn't really get handed to you because yeah, in this, it. you got to work for it. Because if you can go buy the best animal in the world, and if you don't feed it and work with it, it's not going to stay that way. Yeah. So I feel like it just really has to do with like people's work ethic and how much they're willing to put in to get what they want out of it. So for those who don't know you, you have been showing lambs now for the last three years very competitively. Prior to that, what did you guys show? I showed cow 
cows. Showed cattle. <laughs> Let's not call them cows. What should, heifers or steers? Uh, I, showed, I showed both. Showed both. Yeah, I yeah. showed both. But that was just at the county fair. So I really, were they like kind of home-raised ones? Or were they, did you go out and buy them? Or? We went out and bought a few of them. And we weren't really that competitive in it because we didn't really, we don't really have the facilities for cattle to be completely honest with yeah. you. So with the lambs, I have Matt Bachlin. He like tells me everything that I need to know. He taught me how to feed them, how to basically do everything. Mm-hmm. And with the cattle, I didn't really have that. Not didn't have a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Not to like put it on anybody because I didn't really ask anybody because I didn't know. Yeah. And so I didn't really have that opportunity. Yeah. And so when the opportunity came up with the sheep, I just kind of took it and ran with it because yeah. it's just something that I love. But back to the cattle. Yeah. I think I had like two heifers and maybe a steer on a given year. Yeah. And I remember you showing, you know, as a younger 4-H'er. Yes, and back you know, in my younger days. Young in your days, yes. yeah. So you're a junior. Well, you just finished your junior year, right? You're a senior. I'm a senior You just started your senior I year. Did. I, did. I know. What I think has been amazing about your journey and why I asked you to be on this is is if some people have been in the sheep world for a while, they would know your name. They would know your face. Because not only did you jump in with both feet, but you went out and you went on, you're out on jackpotting, you're at the state fair level, you're, you really cranked it up from just, you know, getting lambs. You went all in, like you got all in. And, but for those who only maybe knew you from your earlier 4-H days, they may not understand how you really, what I call cranked it up. Like, Took it from a hobby or a 4-H project and really cranked it up to the next level. We were just talking about how you've been out on the circuit all summer and and on the sheep side, there's a whole point system, just Mm kind of like there's a cattle thing, the Heartland Circuit and Reserve Showman. And I mean, that's awesome. That's a competitive, I just was at that sheep show in Marengo with you. And in in the senior showmanship class, I mean, there was probably what, nine of you that day and- I mean, the intermediates, we had 17. Oh, that was, I mean, it was crazy. Hot. I mean, it's not like there's two of you out there competing for showmanship, and you came out and won that thing. And so I think that that's a part of just part of your journey that is so interesting. Because if you think back to four years ago, when you were looking for the mentor, or you were looking for that opportunity to find somebody to help you take it to the next thing. And there's some girl sitting there today that's in that exact same shoes who wants to do it. But how did the opportunity come about with Matt? How did it, how'd you guys meet? How did that, how did you come to say yes to that, to that partnership? And how'd you find that? I feel like it was just kind of like, honestly, luck yeah. that it happened. But a lot of it was because of my FFA chapter. Okay. To be completely honest with you. So we have what we have, we have an ag farm at our school. And so we have goats, hogs, and sheep there. Okay. And so I signed up for a pig, a goat. And two sheep. What does that mean? You, like you were going to show them? Yeah, or you yeah, were, yeah. Okay, you were going to so, show them. So... This would have been your freshman year? Yes. My yeah. freshman year of high school, COVID year. Oh, we, COVID year. There was... I think it was probably January or February. There was a list on the board, and then you sign up for what animals you want to get at the farm. And I decided, you know what? I've only done cattle. I'm going to go sign up for sheep, pigs, and goats. Because it's completely... It was completely free to everybody at that time. Mm-hmm. And so the FFA chapter paid for feed, the animal, and you showed it, and you got to keep your ribbon auction money. So I figured I could go show, make yeah. some money. Right. Why not? Right. And I could have some cute sheep and a goat and a pig. 
And so I did them all, and they were pretty fun. I liked them all. I, I actually I did not like the goat. The goat was not my friend. We did not get along. <laughs> Just because of the personality of the goat. Yeah, yeah. No, the goat. It never walked. I, oh, I went some out, don't. I went out and I walked that goat every day, and it just never walked. It some don't. Okay, yeah. there's a whole episode on how to walk a goat. You have to refer back to Carmen. I <laughs> the I episode last week. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so you had signed up for all of these. And so, was Matt a part of that, or no? Matt okay. was not a part of that at that point in time. Okay. I only first met Matt at the what they called the Muskegon County Fair. It was I don't remember what they called it, but they they had an open show for strict. I guess it wasn't an open show, but they had a show that was strictly for Muskegon County. So like a preview show for the county. Yeah, it's pretty get- much. But that was like the actual county fair because of COVID. Oh yeah, because they're yeah. trying to get qualifiers maybe for mm-hmm. their yeah, yeah exactly okay. And so that was the first time that I actually met him was at that show, and I had my sheep there. Never been in, actually I was in a sheep ring once before, because there was a, the Backyard Barnyard Bash in West Liberty, and my FFA chapter went to that, and that was the first time that I'd ever been in a ring, and Mm -hmm. I just went in there, and I was like, oh, this is how this works, okay. Yeah. And so I'm not going to lie to you, my first year was not anything special, because I did not know what was going on. It was just kind of like a test it out, see what happens. And so everything was okay. And then next year rolls around and I go to Matt's open house because I'm trying to, I decide that I want to be competitive in the lamps. Right. And so I go there and I'm talking to him and we picked out a weather for my sister to show and she was going to take him around to open shows and jackpots and whatnot. And then we were going to get a U too. Mm -hmm. And so we had this U picked out and it was all going to happen and she was going to come to our house the next week. And then in between this week that we were at the open house in the week that she was going to come to our house, a different you, a better you, opened up and because the people who were going to... Backed out. Yeah, they backed out. And Uh so we decided, you know what, we'll get her. We'll take her. Yeah. And so we got her, and then she came over to our place, and then he taught me everything. He came over a few times, and then there was the Lynn County preview, and that was the first show that I'd say that I liked actually went to and actually showed at because then I knew what I was doing because he'd come over before that and he'd help me he taught me how to brace them and head walk them and everything so then Lynn County rolls around and I decide that I'm gonna go in for showmanship and so I went in I came back out nothing happened at the time <laughs> I thought I was doing really good but then I look back at the pictures of then compared to now I'm like what was I doing? <laughs> you were learning. I was learning. That's what you were doing. Yes, you were I learning. was learning. It was it yeah. was a good learning experience. And that was really the start of a mm-hmm. really good connection. I mm-hmm. mean, that's what it takes sometimes. Think of the guts, though. Like, if somebody's sitting here listening to this podcast, and they're, you know, 14, 15 years old, and they want to crank it up, you decided, first of all, on you wanted to be competitive. You went out. To somebody's open house, you know, somebody you didn't know, mm-hmm. went out there, talked to Matt, said, hey, I want to do this. Help me, f-, you know, asked for help. Get, it was open to him coming to your farm and really, and I know, I know if I talked to Matt, he would say that he saw something in you too, that that energy or that desire to, to do that. And then just to quickly take what you knew from what you've done in the cattle ring, because being in any species in any ring, of course, gives you experience to go to the next one. And what you had had experienced the year before with your goat and your pig. Did you ever show the pig? Uh, yeah, I did show the pig. The pig was the champion in its breed Ooh. at the Muscatine County Fair. Very nice. Did you show him show a pig again? It was the only one. <laughs> it was the only one, <laughs> she just said. <laughs> 
you know what? There's a rule at Stock Show. You don't have to say how many's in the hey, class. That part doesn't have to be on there. <laughs> We all, trust me, we have all been in a class where we won and we yeah. were the only one. Or there's two and you got reserved. Hey, you still got reserved. Yeah, you still, you got still reserved. had to come and show up. Yeah, I did. I but know. So the funny story about my pig is I went into the ring and I thought I had the little brush that people like get their pigs to go with. I didn't. It was my phone. I showed my pig with my phone in my back pocket. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until I went back and looked at the pictures that my mom took of me in the ring. And I'm like, wait a minute, Mom. Is that my phone in my back pocket? Yeah. Because I almost grabbed it out to, like, get my pig to go a little better. <laughs> oh, that would have been... I, I would have been flabbergasted. Oh, that would have been, yeah. That would have been something different. You would have been like, sorry. Yeah. So now, fast forward two years, three years, mm-hmm. you've worked with Matt and still and his crew and that genetic pool and that sort of thing. And here you are now going out winning showmanship at a very competitive level, going to state fair and winning out there. You just won the carcass show this year, didn't you? I did. Congratulations on the FI side. And then last year, was last year or two years ago with that? You last year. Last year. Her name was Magnolia. She was my little child. You're Magnolia. She was so beautiful. You were out there in the final drive. You had reserved, didn't you? I was the fifth overall. Fifth overall. I won my division. Yeah. And then I got fifth overall and that year I got pulled for showmanship too and I consider that my first year of showing with knowledge and everything Mm -hmm. so I thought that was really cool I feel like I've kind of hit the ground running and so it's just been a really cool experience that has been really really cool if you had to um, tell somebody who's sixth grade seventh grade learning how to show sheep for the first time what's your two best tips for showmanship um one would be go find someone who knows what they're doing and have them (laughs) mentor you one-on-one yeah because there's been people who have come out to my barn who have just been getting started and I work with them for probably about 30 minutes ish yeah and we just sit there and we just adjust what they need to adjust Mm -hmm. and then by the time they leave their showmanship looks a lot better I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it's perfect because it's not but if you have somebody who's willing to help you and they're willing to teach you just take it and run with it because that's really the best way to get better and get a mirror get a mirror get a mirror yes because if you have a mirror you can see what you're doing and if you can't see what you're doing then you have no clue what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong that's a very good tip because i'll go out there and i'll sit with like 15 minutes on each lamb lamb i have a bracing stand back there and i have a mirror and so i sit there with them in the mirror and i see what i need to fix and what i need to work on and i feel like a mirror is just very helpful and if you Really want to pursue it. Get gotta get a mirror. Yes, you good, have to get a mirror. Good two tips. Yeah. Good. You can find them for like five bucks on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Big mirrors you yeah. can. Yeah, I got a mirror for two dollars from a garage sale. Get a mirror. It doesn't have to be some fifty dollar mirror from Walmart. I <laughs> didn't Can you buy a Walmart fifty dollar mirror? Yeah. They have oh. these big like stand up ones that are fifty dollars. Okay. Huh. I'm with you. I would just go to Besides I the would point. just go to a garage sale and yeah. get it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Go get a two dollar mirror from the garage sale. Yeah. So, you're a twin. I am a twin. You're a twin, and how does that work competitively? Like, you know, does Carly like to show too, or how's that? Well, she showed last year, but she really wasn't that into it. I think she only showed at, like, two shows. She yeah. showed at county two shows in State Fair. So, I guess four total. Oh, she did show at five. Five shows. Yeah. Sorry. And she wasn't really that into it. <laughs> Just... And we kind of just have our own things. Yeah. She does the dance. She's really competitive in the dance. And I do the livestock stuff mm-hmm. and a few sports. You, what, do you, what do you do for sports? Volleyball? Yeah, I play volleyball right now. We're Track? 
I do run track. I, basketball? Okay, so I played basketball last year, and this year I'm not going to play basketball, and I'm going to wrestle instead. You're going to wrestle? Yeah, I'm going to wrestle. Have you ever wrestled? Nope. <laughs> I wrestled at open mats, and that's about it. Oh my gosh, I can totally see this. This is so awesome. I'm so excited. I think you should be excited. I think you're strong and like, yeah. Farm strong. Farm strong, yeah. I know, but you're fast too. Oh, I think yeah. you're fast. Sometimes. Oh my so. gosh, I'm so excited to see you wrestle. I'm like still stuck on that. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. I'll tell you yes. what my matches are. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Oh, the girl wrestling thing is so mm-hmm. amazing. Will you just practice with the guys then or will you have to have your own... Last year, I'd go in for practices when, because basketball, you'd have to split it with the boys and the girls, and so the boys would go early and the girls would go late, or it'd be the opposite. And so when we had late practices, I'd go in with the wrestling team and go wrestle, because uh-huh. there's like five or seven girls who also want to wrestle somewhere in between there. I don't mm-hmm. know how many's actually going to do it, but there's a few that are interested. And so we'd go in there and we'd practice with the guys. This year it might be separate because, like, the girls and the boys basketball don't practice together because they're separate sports. Mm-hmm. Why would the girls and the boys wrestling team practice together if they're separate sports? But there's also, like, the, the so, numbers issue. Yeah, and having the same coach. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll be. Because we do have a different, I believe we have a different coach for the girls wrestling team. I don't actually know for, like, 100% sure. Oh. Well, stay tuned. You can come back yeah. and give us an update. When that yeah, happens. I'll give you an update when I finish wrestling. I don't know if it'll be as successful as the sheet, but I'll try. <laughs> I think I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. Hey guys, just going to take a quick break from this podcast to talk about the boys of summer pasture sale that's going on right now down at Sugar Creek Farms just south of Tipton. Got a chance to go down and see the cattle and boy was Brad right. The breed steers are there. They are rocking it. The semi steer, the main steer, the shorty plus steers. They got an Angus steer that you're going to definitely want to take a peek at. Crossbred steers that have wow factor. They are sound. They're in great condition. They are suited for anybody to show. So if you need a good county fair steer, if you need a state fair steer, there is something in that pin for everyone. You know, they represent 150 cows. They got 25 of them pulled aside for you. They're giving you first pick. And I hope you can come down and to get to the pasture. Brad and Arlen, Logan, and Worthman Angus would love to have you come down and be a part of the Sugar Creek experience. If you have questions, Feel free to give Brad and Arlen, Logan, anybody a call. You can always text um, here on Ladies in the Lead as well. We'd be happy to take and get the information to you. Can't thank them enough for being a sponsor of this particular episode. And now let's get back to Kylie Langley. Who would you say has been your biggest cheerleader? Um, I'm probably going to offend my parents with this one, but definitely Matt. Yeah. He's been by my side for everything. Yep. 100%. He's hauled me to all the shows, and he's always had my back on the good days and the bad days. Yeah. And I don't think your parents would be upset with that at all. I would be, like, if I was a parent and my daughter had a mentor or person like that who had their back and helped them do something mm-hmm. they're passionate about, I'd be super excited about that, too. Yeah. He's kind of like a second dad to me at this point. Yeah. Does he have a lot of, like, is there more kids? Like, is, do you guys show, like, two or three of you, or is it just pretty much 
You get, it depends on where you're at and what you're, what's going on. Yeah, it kind of depends. Last year, I showed with Abby Harris a lot, and she was pretty big. and She'd been showing her whole life, and this year, she decided to step back from it. Mm-hmm. But now, I have Keegan Meyer from the Tipton area, mm-hmm. and some days she'll come with us, but this year, I've been by myself for a lot of it, and it's just been me, Matt, and Emily, mm-hmm. and... Just trying to get it all done. Yeah. yeah, and we usually do pretty, like, it's not bad just me and yeah. them. We're usually pretty good about stuff, and I always get ox on the truck ride So, <laughs> everything's always great. That's so good. I get ox with Keegan's in there, too, anyways. Well, you were in charge of the music. Yeah, I'm the music lady. That's so good. Please, please tell me you have a little country in there. I do. I oh, I excellent. Do. We'll get to that at the end, because okay. I always ask what we do at the end, but you know how that sort of thing. If you had to see yourself, like, look at yourself now, and you look back at yourself as a freshman... Can you believe the journey? Can you believe the change? Or did you, like, say to yourself, I knew I had to myself. I knew I could do that. I just had to find the right person. You know what? I don't think freshman me, if you told freshman me that I would be going around winning showmanships in the sheep industry. Yeah. I don't think she'd believe you. Yeah. I think she'd tell you that you're lying and that <laughs> yeah. you're full of it. But I also think that life's full of surprises. Yeah. and. You really never know what's going to happen, and as long as you take the opportunities that you're given, mm-hmm. just take and it go and for it. with it. And go with it. Mm-hmm. So the next year, you're going to finish out high school. Mm-hmm. Do you have plans for the next four years? Yeah. So I'm going to go to Iowa State to major in animal science, and then I'm going to go, like, animal science pre-vet route. And then I'm going to try to get into vet school. Cross your fingers. If any, like, vet people are hearing this who have a say on who gets into vet school, my name is Kylie Langley. I will be in the incoming class in the fall of 2023 2023 for animal science. I don't know what year I'll be applying for vet school, but my name is Kylie Langley, so please accept me. (laughs) Have you always wanted to be a vet? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Ever since I was Large animal? Yeah, I want to do mainly large animal and do repro stuff and, like, be with all the embryo transplant people and go around and do that. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. I got to help at an embryo transplant at Schminky Club. I think Schminky Yes, yeah. And I was the person who sat there with the Petri dish while they flushed them. Oh. I was so scared I was going to drop that. But it was so cool. It was was just really interesting to learn about all that. See, isn't that awesome? It was so so cool. cool. I never would have guessed that I'd be doing that. It's, It's amazing all the opportunities that I've gotten. Yeah. Just well, because you stepped up to the work and you oh, said yeah. yes. And yes. so that's, it's not always easy and it's not mm-hmm. always fun. For me growing up, I always found that the fun came in the work. Yeah. So when we were working together, whether that's in the barn, maybe we're cleaning pens or, we're, you know, we were, you know, moving use or mm-hmm. we were doing whatever, it always felt fun because we did it together and you, I always felt a sense of accomplishment at the end, which mm-hmm. is really good. I don't doubt that you're not going to make that school. That's going to be super awesome. I think that there's a huge opportunity out there. In Iowa State, of course, my favorite. So I just like, I'm thinking that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Do you foresee yourself staying in FFA and showing lambs through college? Mm -hmm. Trying your best to do that? Yes, 100%. I plan to show as long as I can. Because once I age out, then I'm done. So I don't want to be done until I'm told that I have to hang up the halter and be done. Yeah. You kind of feel like you just discovered it, and yeah. now you're like, oh my gosh, my time is kind of 
Yeah. Like, like winding, mm-hmm. not winding up a 4-H, you know, you have one more year yeah. and then you would have your next, you know, four years or three years, however your age for that 21 thing. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me some of your um, biggest goals for next year. What do you got in mind? Next year, I want to go back and win the points thing because I was number one for, I don't know how long in points, ever since they actually like released the points. Mm-hmm. Because I think I won showmanship, like, seven shows in a row. Count, mm-hmm. maybe eight or nine counting county fair. Yeah. But I want to go back and win because when it came down to it at the Heartland deal, I didn't do as well in the showmanship class as I would like to, and that show was triple points. So yeah. that was not very helpful for me. But I still did come out yeah, reserve, yeah. which I was still happy about. And I still think at the end of the day I can hang my head hat on that. And be proud of that because yeah. it's still only, only my second year. But next year, I want to win the points deal. Just really? to kind of get that title. Yeah. You're so close to right there. Mm-hmm. And I think just to wrap it up and get it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that would mean something. How about as far as, have you been to any national level shows like Louisville, Kansas City, yes. Exarbon? I know you were at Exarbon. I went to Exarbon last year and that was pretty cool. Are you going this year? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I have a lamb challenge lamb. Which oh, like, you do? Yes, I do. I Did was, you like that experience? It's okay. The lambs It's are a def- lot of paperwork, yes, to be honest with you. it is a lot of paperwork. But that's my Exarbon lamb challenge lamb is the one that won the carcass show at the state fair. So <gasps> I thought that was cool. That is cool. I bet your sponsor was super excited to hear that. Yes. So the lamb challenge, if those of you who are listening aren't familiar, is worked through the Exarbon uh, stock show. It's in Nebraska, and there's a group of lambs, and kids sign up, and basically you draw a number, mm-hmm. and you get the lamb that's based with that number, and then you work with a mentor that has also sponsored money to help furnish these lambs. And then you as the student and you as the sponsor connect throughout the year. And then there's a special show for it when you get out there for showmanship and also for live placing. Mm-hmm. And then based on that and your paperwork, you get a champion and then you can get in the auction, which is really cool. They do a calf challenge too. Yeah, and then they, they do I the think they do cha- a hog challenge. Uh, yeah, hog one in the... So, it, um, so that was the lamb that won at State Fair. Yes, yes that was. His name's Rico. Rico. Oh, cool. So you're going to Exarbon. Are you going to Kansas City? Uh, yes, I am going to Kansas City. Um, I'm going with a family from the Wilton area. I'm going with the Feedies. And they're showing goats out there. I just kind of happened to go on like a whim. Because mm-hmm. I was just, I think I was coming home from a practice one day. And Madeline Dee texted me and she goes, are you going to Kansas City? I'm like, uh, no, am I supposed to be? She goes, well, I need you to show goats for me out there in case we have multiple in class. And I'm thinking, a free trip to Kansas City? I'm in. <laughs> and so I asked her if I can bring my lambs too. And she's like, I'll ask my dad. And he said, yes. And she's like, well, I'm going to Kansas City. And last year I went to Louisville. And that was really, really cool. Louisville's really sweet. I was freaking out going in there because I've never been in a show that big. I've never seen a show that big. Because I only took the cattle to county fair, and then they were done. But you'd been at state fair, and that's big. Yeah. There is something about Louisville, though. It has the green chips, and it has the whole... uh, We've showed steers there, and this year we're showing lambs there. And when you are in that facility, and you walk down the ramp with the steer, and you walk down into the arena, it's just... It's just... And there's steers from all over the country there. Mm There's just something about it, and it's pretty powerful. And it's, same thing with the lambs. There's lambs from all over the country there, and you network, so cool. and you meet different people, and it's just, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. We met a girl from Indiana, I believe. 
I think she, I think she won the sheep show last year uh-huh. out at the state fair. And so Abby was going in for showmanship and we were talking to her and she was telling us about how she shows around in Indiana and how it is over there. And I just thought it was really cool just meeting people from all around at these national shows. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the national shows. So if yeah. you have a chance to go to one, 100% go. go. Yeah. I'm trying, I, I'm trying to go to Arizona National right now. Yes, I know. We never made it, but um, that would be one on my list. Denver's on would be on my list as well. And if you could ever get down south, that would be fun to go to something in Oklahoma or Texas too. Yeah, we have. I have a friend from Oklahoma, and I'm trying to convince people to take me down. Show <laughs> you need her. a little bit of like you need to have that second set of lamps because they get a little. Yeah. You need to have lighter lamps to come mm-hmm. into the season. So yes, that's yeah. that's what I was. But then you start lambing. Do you have any use yourself? I do not. I so, own ha- you, half of my you that I'm showing around this year. Mm-hmm. So but, did you get her bread? Not yet. Not yet. Ooh. I think she'll be bred. Not this spring, but then you know, yes, a year exactly. off. exactly. Some people do that, yeah. Yeah. I might be going with the Zeradniks from over by Cedar Rapids up in that area. Yeah. I don't know where. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. We're looking for a ride to the Arizona yeah. National. If anybody yeah. wants to take me to Arizona National... She's not that big. She's tiny, no. but and she will give up the ox cord. And I'm funny. <laughs> I'm funny, and she will. She'll, she'll give up the ox cord. Yeah, she I will. Make, I will give control up the, the music for the whole time. Yeah, I'll. I'll be super fun. Oh, gross. everybody who I ever go with always has a blast with me. So why not? You can have a blast with me too. There you go. There's your little commercial for yeah, the thing. Here, That's awesome. Wait, let me do an actual commercial. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kylie Langley, <laughs> and I'm currently looking for a ride to the Arizona National Sheep Sheep made, Show. Yeah, Sheep Show. And if you're willing to give me a ride, you can co- – can I say my phone number? Anymore? No, I don't no. think you should. Maybe you well, should. Well, you can contact Joan. Yeah, just Joan- hit us on the website. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get you, we'll get you connected. Yeah, and then Joan can connect you up with me. And Promise, she, she'll be really well-behaved. Yes, I will be really well-behaved, and I'm really nice, and I'm really funny. I just kind of have an RBF sometimes, <laughs> but I promise you I'm not mean. That's good. We'll have a blast together at Arizona. Yes, there you go. There's your commercial. Hopefully, you. I bet it happens. Yeah. yeah. You can go. If you can't go this year, you can probably definitely go next year. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm going to go to Arizona before I get done showing. Yeah. That's that's awesome. No no debating that. It's a good, it looks super fun. Oh, there's cactuses I mean, there. I know. I was there and, last year. It's so awesome. Oh, I flew down there for a vacation. It was really fun. Wow. You have to go out and travel. Matt says no because it's lambing season. Yes. I tried to convince a few other breeders, and they all said, no, Kylie, don't you know that's lambing season? I'm like, yeah, I know. Can't you have somebody lamb your sheep out for you for a week? <laughs> three days. Yeah, three days. That is part of um, when you're a producer, mm-hmm. you really are committed to the – because yeah. that's like he's making the next generation, you know? Yep, yep. I know. Do you see yourself as in the stock show industry as a fitter, a producer, a showman, a feed specialist, a uh, – well, how do you, do, would you define yourself more than just the exhibitor? I define myself as a showman. Showman? Yeah, because I work very, very hard at showmanship, and I try to do the best that I can, mm-hmm. given that I'm, I don't know, probably five, yeah. ten years behind everybody else. You feel like that. But I think you exponentially catch up faster when yes. you, you have, you weren't behind in the sense that you had no experience yeah. and started. You had all, you did have animal experience, and you've always... Mm-hmm. You've been on the farm, so it's yes, not I like have. you haven't been exposed. So yeah. it is so. amazing when you are um, at that age how you can take it in real fast, mm-hmm. look at others, and like advance yeah. and go I on. I just really feel like I want to be able to hang in there with the big 
big dogs at like yeah. national shows and stuff. Because one of my goals this year was to win one showmanship, and then I came out and I won seven in a row, seven, eight, nine in a row. I don't know how many, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. But I thought that was super cool. It is. And so this year I want to go to a national show and get pulled for showmanship. I think that'd be so cool. It is cool. I think it's awesome. I'd like to learn more about feed. I'm currently working on that. It is tricky. Feed is it feeds a big part feed of it. Feed is tricky. I had some issues feeding my lambs this year. I last year I fed Champion Drive and Umbarger, and this year I fed Roll supplements and Umbarger, and it took me a while to get them to figure out how to eat that. Yeah. And I found that if I just put it in there and mix it, they don't eat it. Mm-hmm. And then if I or they'll pick through it, they'll pick all the powder. They yeah. they will not eat the powder. But if I wet down the feed before and then I mix in the powders, then they'll eat it. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting to learn about. And then. Yeah. That's. Uh, we tried some wet feed this year. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It was yeah. hard to get them to it, switch. It, and once you switched, you, we were committed. We weren't yeah. going back. So. Yeah. I think feeding is a probably a big area that mm-hmm. all of us can always learn more about because mm-hmm. it certainly makes a difference. We all know that. It's oh, a yeah. critical part of it. And I'm so. It's, it's interesting to me how feeding has become so much more of a component yeah. to getting that animal to its best perfection. Mm-hmm. It used to be, but I think it's talked about more now. And I think it's, you know, addressed more individually. And like you just said, you know, yeah. you had to figure it out. Yeah, because like, yeah. in my barn, there's this little wire thing. And you might have seen it when you went yeah. in there. And that, it's an individual feeder. Yeah. And then they each have their own little slots. And they all go in their little slots. Mm-hmm. And I mix up their feed. And then they eat it. So then each... All their feeds tailored to them so then they yeah. get what they need and not what the other sheep needs and they just can't sit there and eat. Cause yep. You have to do it that way. Yep. Everybody has to eat independently. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference between people who are going to go out and win and people who are probably just going to be there. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the little differences that make, make mm-hmm. all the time. All right. Oh, my gosh. We could talk forever. Yep. Can you believe we've already talked for like 35, 40 minutes? That's crazy. I know. I know. I love it. I love it. I love talking to everybody. All right. So I always end up with wrap up fast questions. Okay. Okay. Just to make you real. Okay. All right. So we always start with, what is the music that's playing in the barn? Okay. So I listen to Red Dirt Country and Old Country. There's Wait, a lot. define old country because some people will say Taylor Swift's old. And oh my goodness. She's not old. I know. Me too. I said no. the same thing. No. I like George Strait. <gasps> Like okay, it. the podcast is over because, you know, George Strait, as soon as he proposes to me, I'm saying yes. Yeah. And moving to Texas. You no, know, I don't blame you. I'm out. Like, you. all we do is have Nora, poor Nora, it's going to have to, his wife is going to have to somehow pass away. George is going to have to find me, come ask me to marry him, and then I will be gone. Hey, maybe he's listening to this. Yes. Mm-hmm. George, contact me. You I'll get make, you my number. Make your commercial. Make your commercial. <laughs> There you go. I will. Yeah. Okay, so you have to know George. I like Hank Williams Jr. a lot. Did you see him at the fair? No, I wanted to. I didn't oh. find out until the night after, and I was like, oh, are you serious? I missed it? Yeah. I was so sad. Oh, so you like old country. That's yes. good. And then I also listened to a lot of Zach Bryan, and there was this new guy that I started listening to. His name's Colby Acca. I don't know how mm-hmm. you actually say it, but I really like his music, and then... Do you have any, like, pump-up music that you, like, listen to before you show, or is it still just, like, kind of that mix of that country? Most of it's always country. Sometimes I'll listen to some older, like, pop and rock. Uh Like, I really like, I like some of the Red Hot Chili Peppers music. Yeah. I like a few of their songs. That's cool. I I like rock, too. Yeah. Like, older rock. Like, 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. 
Everybody does. But not like hard rock where it's like hang headbanging. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, that doesn't fit super well in my barn, personally. Yeah. All right. Tell me what you wear to the barn for chores. What's daily look like? First of all, everyone wants to know what you wear. Are you flip-flops, Crocs, boots, tennies? Okay. So it depends on the day. In the morning, I'll usually throw on these old bands that my dog chewed up that are just <laughs> on my barn shoes or a pair of Crocs. Or sometimes I'll put on... Nope, nope, no, nope. I just go with those two. Yeah. Sometimes I wear other... That's if you're washing legs and you're doing just yeah. stand work, right? Yeah. Occasionally, I'll put on a pair of shoes that I shouldn't be wearing, and then I get in trouble for that because <laughs> they come back dirty. And then I have to wash them. If you're practicing walking and doing sheep or That's racing, bands. Those are always bands. Always bands. Or I'll just go barefoot because sometimes... Barefoot! I'm not a fan of shoes. Oh, like, my gosh! if I'm in the grass out here... Barefoot. Barefoot. Well, it keeps you off your land so you don't yeah. step on your feet. Yeah, no. The sheep do not step on my feet if I'm barefoot. Otherwise, they... Oh, I break it too. Tank, are you wearing shorts, tank top, doing the homeless look? Or are you gonna- uh, I go for a, for a homeless look usually, but today I was cold, so I put on jeans. But <laughs> I usually wear either some old shorts, and then I'll just wear a sports bra because I get hot. Yes. And I just do not deal very well with being hot. And if I do wear like a shirt or something, it'll be like... A cutoff down to my jeans or my shorts. Yes. Because I'm just not a fan of, like, t-shirts and stuff. Because if I start to sweat, I do not, like, feel like sweat on me. Yeah. Just. So one thing you and I have in common, I think, that we have in common, we're both very, we both are very fashion-oriented, and we both like to kind of be on the edge of some cutting things. And obviously, we're different age groups, but... (laughs) I remember, like, a couple years ago, you were in the um, style show. I was in the food stand. You came in, and you had, on, you know, some flares and whatever. And I'm like, I have flares. And so I was like, we've always kind of bonded over our fashion. So when you're at the show, I know you you look spectacular. Oh, thank you. Always. All right. Celebrity crush. Do you have a celebrity crush? Besides George Strait. I'm just telling you he's already taken. Okay. Yeah. If Zach Bryan came up to me, if he's listening to Zach Bryan, if you are listening to me, <laughs> you could come up to me, like, any day of the week and... I would marry you in a heartbeat. <laughs> a heartbeat. And Parker McCollum, too? Oh, oh, my goodness. He's fine. Fine. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's it. That's yeah, those your, two. Those two are your celebrity crushes. If you come up to me, oh, man. I'm hey. yours forever. You know, that'd be good. Yep. As long as they just sang. Just keep oh, singing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just keep singing. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being a part of, of this. Thank you for, like, just really showing people what hard work opportunity and saying yes to it looks like Mm -hmm. because you went out of your comfort zone and you found that opportunity for yourself it would have been easy just to have taken the ffa liam year after year after year you set some goals you went for it and you you know said yes and you put in the work i did you do put in the work i still Still do do. and your work is growing and it's exciting to see it and I'm super excited you're from Cedar County. I'm super excited you call Cedar County home. And I'm just excited for your last year at 4-H because I know I'm going to watch you for the next four years for sure. I just hope you know how impressed we all are watching it happen. And you should be very proud of all that you've done because it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. That wraps up our episode this week for Ladies in the Lead. We hope you can join us for um, our next episode next week, which is going to be the last one of Cedar County. You know, the, the whole season was called home. Like I just kind of did the whole yeah, thing. And was, now we're, this is going to be like, you're, you're like number eight and then I'm going to wrap up with number nine, but it's been so fun. It's been so fun and I can't wait to get season two started, but thank you for being a part of season one. Of course. Yes. We will see you out on the road probably 
sooner than later. I <laughs> can't wait to see it and see it all happen. All right, Arizona National, anybody? Let me know. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ladies in the Lead. I'd like to thank Austin Garner, our producer, and I'm your host, Joan Garner. If you're interested at all in being an advertiser on our platform, please reach out to us and be happy to talk to you about the options and the sponsorships that are available. As always, we can't thank you enough for being a part of Ladies in the Lead. We look forward to seeing you out there on the road. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.